Welcome to the New Missions Podcast. I'm your host, Tim DeTellis. And on today's episode, I sit down and have a conversation with student number 421, Joseph Alex Hilaire. This is our 40th anniversary in January of 2023. And since 1983, we have educated 39,366 students through New Missions. So let's enjoy this conversation with Joseph Alex Hilaire. Alex, thanks for taking the time to be with me today. And I'm really curious if we could reflect for a moment on maybe one of your earliest memories of New Missions. Let me see if I can recall. I remember when Pastor George first started, him and his wife first started down in Haiti, in, in New, Mission, New Mission, pretty much. Um, my early childhood of New Mission was simple. They always said, oh, them white people, they're going to eat you up. Don't, don't you go to that school. Don't you go to that place. Because they, they, they used to think that they come down here, they was going to adopt them kids, and they was going to eat them, cannibal, pretty much. And, uh, but it come to find out that wasn't the case. It wasn't true. A lot of the Haitian people believe that. And they may not say it now, but I remember as a child, I hear that a lot. You know what I'm saying? Them white people, they come down here, them, them blind, the moon blind, you know, they, 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 they come down here to buy our kids and so they can eat them up because they, don't have, they didn't have any knowledge. They didn't have any understanding of, of what they was about. They didn't, know, they didn't know if they were really here for good or if they were really here for bad. All they know is the white people come down here, you know, they wanted to buy a piece of land and live among the people, which was an amazing thing because many of them never lived with white folks before. So they didn't know. They, they really didn't know what it was, what it was like to live with them, but the good thing is their perception of who they are wasn't, wasn't true. It was false. You know, the perception is, you know, they were gonna do this and they were gonna do that, and then they come to find out that they were actually good people that really loved Jesus. They were giving them something that was meaningful. They were giving them something that had value. They were giving them hope because many of the Haitian people, they didn't have no hope. They didn't know which way to turn, but no mission come in and, and establish the foundation there, and they give them a set of purpose, and they give them hope, something that they can look forward to. My parents wasn't able to send me to school due to lack of funds, and when the mission came to Leogan, there was an opportunity for my family uh, to send me to school. And, um, and I remember when they, first, when they first started in Haiti, um, when I first started going to school there for the first time, I can't remember exactly how old I was, but I was very young. And um, New Mission was the place to be as a child. And uh, growing up, we always looked forward to it because we have fun, we get to play, and we get to eat because they used to feed us almost every single day. And uh, that was one of the things that I used to look forward to. And the love that was there was unreal. The love of Jesus and the love for people uh, the love for the, for, the, for the community, the love for, for, the, for the country was real. And do you remember maybe why did your mom choose New Missions? And, and where was your father at this time? I didn't know my father until I was 10 years old. Until I was 10 years old, because my father left while my mother was still pregnant to come to America to find a better life for his family. So my father wasn't in the picture of my life. But my mom was doing everything she can to make sure that I get an education. So when the mission came around, 
And my mom said, this is the opportunity for her son to get an, educa an education. So that's why my father wasn't in the picture. Uh, so my mom, during the time, could not afford to send me to school. It wasn't much. Now looking back, you look like it wasn't much to be able to send your kids to school. But if you don't have the funds, if you don't have the means to be able to send your, school, your, your kids to school, it's almost impossible. So when the mission come around, they said, well, we ain't gonna charge you anything. But, you know, I, I remember like it was yesterday, the policy of New Mission at the time. New Mission had this policy that you must be at church. You have to go to church if you want to be able to attend school um, there. And, and my mother said, well, that's, that's nothing because he ain't doing nothing here anyway. So we're going to make sure he be at church, you know, so he can attend school. The only thing that I believe that the New Mission would require was the uniform. So we have to purchase the uniform. When you went to school, what did you learn? And looking back, maybe, what was that you know, big lesson for you? The biggest, the biggest lesson I learned in the mission is my faith. Well, let me, let me explain what I mean by my faith. Because of the policy that was planned by, by the mission, because of the policy, the mission said you have to go to school you have to go to church to be able to attend school. Because of that, that shaped my faith. During the Sunday school class, for the first time in my life, I heard John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but will have the everlasting life. And I didn't know what to do with that. I didn't know because... I. I Keep in mind, I didn't have a father figure in my life. So to hear God as a father is a loving father and loving me, I didn't know how to accept that. But along the way, God began to, the seed was planted in my heart that I have a heavenly father who loves me very much, that who was willing to do everything in his power to set me free. Uh, the mission planted the first seed in my heart to become the person that I am today. Because of, 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 of hearing John 3, 16 for the first time, Today, I'm a pastor. Uh, I can say because of that seed that was planted, today I am who I am because of that. And the education that I received from them. You know, keep in mind, if I didn't go to school, I won't be able to, to learn, to learn how to read, to learn how to write. Kind of reflecting on now bringing it to today, I, I'm really intrigued maybe your personal vision for where does God have you on your path of, of serving him now? I moved from Haiti back in 1997. I moved to a little town in, in Florida called Mount Dora. And during my time here in Mount Dora, I sensed God calling in my life uh, to become a pastor. But that was the last thing in my mind. Um, a kid that grew up, grew up in Haiti, I mean, I had a lot of dreams and a lot of vision and a lot of things that I wanted to do. But those things was not the things that God wanted me to do. Um, when I moved here, I sensed God calling in my life and that God was leading me toward the ministry. I didn't want nothing to do with the ministry because I know what pastors went through. I know what pastor was going through, and I was like, I, I, I don't want that. My goal was to become a professional soccer player. All my life growing up in Haiti, I mean, if anybody knows you know, the lifestyle in Haiti as a teenager, you know, all my life I've been kicking a soccer ball. So by kicking a soccer ball, I said to myself, if I ever get a chance to get out of Haiti, 
I, want to be, I, wanted, I wanted to become a professional soccer player. So when I finally get the chance to come to America, and I said to myself, here's my chance to become a professional soccer player. But God had other plan. God called me in the ministry. It wasn't, I struggled with the calling at first. It wasn't until 2005 that I accepted that call. And I finally surrendered. I want to use the word surrender to the perfect will of God. In 2005, I left um, my home here in Mount Dora, went to school in Kentucky. Uh, I studied in, I went to a Bible school. It's called Kentucky Mount Bible College. I went there in 2011. I graduated from there. And then I got in the ministry. And uh, while I was in that school, I got affiliated with a church where I became the pastor for four and a half years. And altogether, I was in Kentucky for almost 15, 18 years. And I pastored three different churches. And back in 2019, after being, being away for over 18 years, the Lord called me home. The Lord called me back, back to Mount Dora to start a little church here in Mount Dora. It's a little church. Uh, we are a multicultural church. We have two different congregations. We have an American congregation, and we also have a Haitian congregation. And our name of the church is All Nation National Church of the Nazarene. And the vision is, is to win as many as I can to the kingdom of God. Uh, I don't want myself to be shown. I don't want anything that the Lord is doing for me to take any credit. He have nothing to do with me. He have everything to do with what God is doing. Do you remember having a sponsor while you were at school? at New Missions? Yes, I remember that, I remember that. And to be honest with you, ever since I've been in the state, I've been trying to see if I can at least get connected to say thank you. Because every Christmas, I know I'm gonna get a Christmas gift and I'm gonna get a present uh, from my sponsor who, 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 who will send me stuff. And those little things mean so much. Um, I know sometimes here in America, now, now, now that I'm here in America, we may think of them as nothing. We may think of them as just a little box, but that little box could mean a life or death for a child that's growing up in Haiti. Because I know for me, at time, it was a blessing from the sky. The thing that they would give in, in, the, in, the, in the present that they would put in the, in the box, uh, the gift that I would receive, they were a blessing from the sky from time. So I'm forever grateful for those who sponsor and, uh, uh, and uh, sponsor a child in Haiti. And I, I'm here to tell you, nothing we do for the Lord is in vain. You may not be able to, uh, to see the result of it, but one day when you get in heaven, the Lord will show you. Maybe the, the child, because of, of your gratitude, because of your, of, your, of your mercy, because of your love, because of your giving, that child might, might, might make it to, into the kingdom of God. And, and this is why we are here, to win as many as we can into the kingdom of God. What was it like to go to church as a child when you lived in Haiti? I used to attend church with my grandma, but my grandma was a Catholic. Uh, and um, there's a big Catholic church on that area, and that's the church that I used to go with my grandma. But keeping my wish, you know, wish, wish doctors and in, 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 in Catholics, they mix in Haiti. So there wasn't, there wasn't pretty much church, but when the mission come around, and the mission said, if you're gonna come to that school, you have to attend church. So now I have to transition from going to a Catholic church, going to a, a, a Christian church, and it was, it was a little bit different at first. It was a little bit challenging because, you know, as a teenager, as a kid, you sit in the back and make noise. You don't really pay attention to anything. And that was me. I was one of the kids who, who don't pay attention. I thought I wasn't paying attention, but the words were still getting into me. 
because I was hearing it. It wasn't just going from one ear out to the other because I have questions. And, you know, and I was asking God, I remember one Sunday in particular, after being in church in, 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 at New Mission, I heard when I, when, when I explained, I heard John 3, 16 for the first time, and I kept saying, God can't love a person like me. I said to myself, God cannot love a person like me. And as a child, and I began to question God. And I remember that Sunday morning, in very in particular, when I got home, I do what I usually do best. And that is whenever you get home after church, in Haiti, we have a lot of mango trees. If you've been in Haiti, you understand this. And I, I went for some mango. I went to look for some mangoes. And I remember sitting in one of those branches. I climbed the mango tree, and I'm sitting up there, and I'm having a conversation with God. And I said to God, I said, God, if you truly exist, like I heard in Sunday school this morning, that you loved me, that you, you was willing to die for me. I said, God, I'm willing to make a, 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 a peace with you, but under one condition. I said, if you get me out of Haiti, I will do anything you ask of me. That's the promise that I made to God. As I was sitting on one of those mango trees, and I'm in mango, mango trees and eating some mangoes, and I'm looking over the creation of God and everything that he has created, and I said, God, if you truly exist, I want you to do something for me. If you get me out of Haiti, I will do anything you ask of me. And little did I know that promise will echo in my heart every single day. Those words that, I'm, that, I'm, that I say to the Lord will echo in my heart. I remember, I think it was a few years later, my father, whom I met once, I met him once. He came to Haiti and he said, I'm here to get you out of the country. In my mind, I'm thinking, it can't be. And then exactly when my father told me that, I hear the voice of the Lord said, you said, if I get you out of the country, you will do anything I ask of you. And I said, of course, Lord. But deep down in my heart, I didn't want nothing to do with Christianity. I really didn't want anything to do with the church. Because my, my goal and my dream was to be a professional soccer player. So when I moved to the country, I went astray. I'd done everything under the sun. But I have never done drugs, and I have never sold drugs, and I have never get involved in those things. But that was things that I knew that I needed to fix. Things that I knew that I needed to walk on. And I hear the Lord beginning to speak to my heart and said, you said, if I get you out of the country, you will do anything I ask of you. And I was like, yeah, Lord, but I'm here now. I don't need to do anything. But long story short, it wasn't until 2005 that I accepted that call, that God called me and I accepted the call to become a pastor. What is your impression of how New Missions is helping Haiti? I mean, now reflecting 40 years later. And maybe what is your prayer for Haiti? Well, let me say this. If there's not change, I know for me there is because the mission changed my life because if it wasn't for that Sunday school class or that church that I attended, if it wasn't for them, for me to hear John 3, 16 for the first time in my life, I probably won't be here today. So if New Mission spent 40 years in Haiti, near which one, and that person was me, it'd make a difference. And I'm pretty sure there's a countless of other, other, other people. If we, were to, if, we, if, if we were to give them the opportunity to share what God has done for them through a New Mission, I mean, I don't think, I mean, in over 40 years, many lives has transformed. Many homes has transformed because of the mission. Many kids has become better. Many, I, I know for sure that the, the community we call Leogan or Napoli has changed because of the mission. Napoli has never been the same ever since the mission stepped foot in that, in that area. So there is a big change for that little town or that little village or that little community, however you want to call it, when the mission step foot, when they put the, the flag down in that little town, there's a big change in over 40 years. I mean, I go back home now, and I see kids that I used to run around with, that's in the church. 
but it's only because they, they received the foundation from New Mission. That's the only reason that they are, you know, they are still in the church today. So if New Mission reached one, that one, and that one is me, it make a difference because my life is transformed because of New Mission. And maybe what is your prayer for Haiti? Haiti is my homeland. I love Haiti very much. But I believe if Haiti is ever going to change, and I, I, I want to I be very clear of what I'm about to say. And to anyone that's watching this, I don't believe there's any money that can fix Haiti. I don't believe there's a leader that's going to fix Haiti. The only one that can truly fix Haiti is God. God himself got to change the heart of the people. If their heart is right, then they will do right. But as long as they're doing everything else under the sun, behind bars, and most people can't see what they're doing, Haiti will always be in the state that it is in. What we need, we need leaders, fearless leaders that fear God. We need leaders that have a passion for the kingdom of God. We need leaders that love Jesus more than they love the pocket, more than they love money, more than they love anything else. We need leaders that's going to lead with the fear of God. That's what Haiti need. Haiti don't need leaders that's, that's going to come and, 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 and proclaim this and make promise, empty promises, say, we're going to do this. No, 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 no. Haiti don't need this. What Haiti need, Haiti need people that have a passion, that have a desire to love people, not only to love people, but to see change and change in a positive way. Do you have anything in closing that you would like to say to my mother and father, Pastor George and Jeannie Detellis, who founded New Missions? What would you say to them because they started New Missions? Is there anything you would like to share? Pastor George and, and Jean Detellis, I personally wanted to thank you for obeying the voice of the Lord to come to Haiti. Because of your obedience to come to Haiti, my life was changed. And I'm forever grateful. I don't think you will ever understand in the human mind how much New Mission has done for Haiti, how much New Mission has done for me. I, I pray that when you get to heaven, there will be a multitude of Haitians who will wait for your coming at the gate to thank you for all the blessings that you guys have lavished in our people, in my people. And I'm forever grateful for the fact that you was willing to obey that voice, the voice of the Lord. And like Isaiah said, in Isaiah chapter 6, who will go for me? He said, here I am, Lord, sent me. And the fact that you was willing to go, you was willing to obey, you was willing to obey, just like God, when God called Abraham, he said, I'm going to send you to a land that you have no clue. I believe that was you. You have no clue. I'm going to uplock you and I'm going to send you to a, to a whole new land, to a whole new country, to a whole new culture, to a whole new environment. And I'm going to send you. And Abraham obeyed and he followed the Lord. And you did just like Abraham. You went to a foreign country, knowing no one, but you trusted the Lord. And because you trusted the Lord, my life was changed. My family life was changed. My people in Haiti were changed, and they were never the same. And I don't believe because of that gospel that spread throughout the country, it will never be the same. And I just thank you from the bottom of my heart for giving to my people, for giving to my country, for giving to me the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you for giving to me. 
Pastor Alex, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I am deeply, deeply encouraged by your story and grateful for your commitment to the calling of God upon your life. And I know that our conversation will encourage many. Thanks for listening to the New Missions Podcast. It's so encouraging to hear the story of Pastor Alex Hilaire. It's a story of one life that represents so many others that were changed because of an individual who stepped into their story through child sponsorship. If God puts it upon your heart to sponsor a child with New Missions, simply visit newmissions.org forward slash sponsor. Visit newmissions.org and sponsor a child and together we can help make history and help families flourish and change the life of a child. And also join us in prayer as we kick off our 40th anniversary and read our prayer request at newmissions.org forward slash prayer. That's newmissions.org forward slash prayer. Thank you for standing firm with us. And I pray that you live out your mission field right where you are and wherever you go.